Okay, I think I'm live. Uh, yes, sir, you are live. Yes, you are live already. Okay. All right. Uh, welcome, everyone. Okay. Thank you. Um, on the back end, can you please uh, work on the dashboard so that maybe, I, I, I don't know. I need to see something differently from what I'm saying. I know I can see myself in the corner. Uh, uh, maybe something that enables me to, to have a better dashboard. Okay. 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 Okay, thank you everyone for coming online at this time. I apologize for a little technical age in my own joining. Uh, struggled a bit to, to log on. Uh, usually I get a lot of help uh, when I do this from the office, but as you can see, I'm just on my own at home, so I'm relying on remote help uh, to get up to speed. Uh, but I want to welcome everyone who has been able to sign on. I know uh, a number of people are still possibly uh, trying to, to, to come on. Um, all right, uh, pastors, church leaders, thank you for, for coming on. I, I would just, um, I don't want this, this, our time together to overextend. Uh, so we'll do this in like 75 minutes or thereabout. We're already 10 minutes over the hour. Um, we have um, maybe close to 130 people now and i usually will just wait till we cross the like 150 line and then start so that uh, too many people will not miss uh, the beginning so please send a, a reminder on your whatsapp to your friends tell them the webinar is on and they can join that's if if uh, <laughs> your phone is not what you're using to log on uh, so that you don't, you don't miss out yourself or if you have any other way uh, to, to contact people please uh, let them know that we're live. Um, um, all right. Uh, welcome, welcome, pastors. Uh, thank you for, for, for coming on. I hope you have not missed your suits and your your microphones too much. Uh, uh, all your nice suits that have been in the wardrobe or that you have not been able to wear to walk or wear to uh, to to church all this while. It's good to see everyone who has been able to uh, to join. Yeah. All right. Let's say a prayer, and I'm going to kick off our, our discussion. All right. You say a prayer, and I'm going to kick on off our discussion. Um, uh, let's pray. Our Father, we thank you uh, for your many benefits. We thank you for your grace. We thank you. Father, for your goodness. Thank you for keeping us. 
even through this time. We appreciate you and we bless your name for all that you do uh, to keep us even through this uh, uh, COVID pandemic period. Lord, as we share and as we rub mind and answer questions, we receive wisdom that only you can give. Holy Spirit, I release this time to you as a time of divine connection, interaction, uh, cross-fertilization of ideas. Let the heavens open. Let our minds be renewed. Let our hearts be reunited. Uh, let your sons and daughters who are championing the cause of the local church around Nigeria, around Africa, and around the nations of the world, let their spirit be renewed. Send us the spirit of encouragement. Comfort us this season. And let your name be glorified. And let your word flow freely and interrupted and ended by any demonic or satanic force. Thank you, everlasting Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. All right. Again, I want to welcome everyone uh, very specially to uh, this uh, webinar. I know that uh, God has begun a good work in us. He's set to perfect it, and his name will be glorified in our lives, even this season and through it all, we will uh, have something to give God praise for this season in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, can I get a big amen to that? Five things pastors must pay attention to now and post COVID-19. Uh, that's, that's, that's what we're doing. Five things pastors must pay attention to now and post COVID-19. Uh, and uh, as we get into this discussion, I, I want each and every one of us to uh, uh, to to take distractions away from us, and let's 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 rub minds together. Firstly, I want to start out by saying uh, that every effort that you are putting to keeping your church going at this time is uh, is well appreciated. God, the Bible says, is not unmindful. He will not forget our labor of love. God will not forget our labor of love. Uh, and I know that uh, God sees all that we do individually and collectively to, to get his work going at this time. Um, I also will like to say uh, that for everyone, especially young church planters, young churches, who may have been a little discouraged at this time, I want you to know uh, that we are created for a time like this. We are created not just for a time of peace, we are also created for a time of uncertainty, a time of war, and um, uh, we, we, we are made for this time. Uh, for this purpose, we were called. So we need to encourage ourselves uh, to say, these two shall come to pass, and uh, we want to be on the right side on the good side, where after it's all said and done. And that's why we need to gain knowledge and gain perspective uh, into what is going on around us at this time. Uh, so um, I, 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 I wanted to be encouraged. I wanted to know that God is not going to demand from you uh, what you don't have. It's still what you have and what you can do uh, that God will uh, be demanding from you at this time. So uh, I will... For the next about 20 to 25 minutes, I will just share briefly, and then we will, I will take some questions. Uh, so let me start out sharing on, on the, the, the five things that I believe that we all need to pay attention to now 
and, uh, and post-COVID-19. I'd love to start out by saying that we, we, we must keep our understanding on the fact that uh, the, the, the Great Commission and the Great Commandment are the two main pillars of Christianity in the Bible. Uh, by that, I mean that, um, you know, the, 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 the Great Commandment, Jesus was asked, which is the greatest of all the commandments, and uh, he, he made mention of the greatest of all the commandments, Matthew uh, 22, excuse me, Matthew 22, uh, from verse 37 down to 40, and Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. King James says, upon this, rest the law and the prophet. Uh, first, and the most important commandment, Lord, the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. This is one great pillar of Christianity. The second one is a great commission. The great commandment and the great commission are very, very important to our faith. And both in, in peacetime and in crisis time, we must hold firm to those two. Uh, Jesus uh, in, in Matthew 28 from verse 18 down to 20 says, and the Bible says, and Jesus came and spoke to uh, them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Uh, so this is, this is a great uh, commission. Our assignment as a local church and as a global church is to make disciples, to make disciples of all nations make disciples of all nations. That's what we have been set up to do. And we must pay attention to the Lord that God, uh, with all our heart, with all our soul, love our neighbor as ourselves this season. And are we also doing with the second leg to it, which is discipling all nations. Uh, the question of my heart has always been, uh, if this uh, pandemic persists, God forbid, and uh, we have to be home for a year, and the churches cannot do large gardens, are we still going to be able to raise disciples? We will still be winning souls, and we will still be able to raise disciples. These are the questions that we need to ask uh, pertinently at this time. Uh, because our modules of brandy, our mode of operation should not only be light gatherings. And those are some of the things I want to speak to uh, today in the remaining time that I have. Um, I will, before I go into the five key things, let me first and foremost layer these two. Uh, and it's that they, just like the Great Commission and the Great Commandment, the Church of Jesus is also anchored on two things that are very important that we cannot run away from. One is coercive leadership, which we see in the ministry of Jesus. A strong leadership, transformational, coercive leadership. Uh, Jesus made his leadership as coercive as possible by uh, enabling his disciples, uh, by leading with conscience, 
by caring for his disciples, uh, by creating a forum where everybody can speak freely and all that. Time will not permit me today to go into all that. That's a similar topic on its own. But I'm saying that this time will open up our heart to, to ask ourselves the question. We say in this parachurch ministry, in this you know, mission outfit, whatever you are leading, that their leadership and that our leadership is not dysfunctional. That our leadership, because crisis time is the best test for coercive leadership. If we, the, if uh, the volunteers are, uh, you know, uh, scattering, people are not li listening to instruction. We cannot come up with what to do at this time easily and deploy to do it. Then our leadership is not coercive enough, and we need to, to start paying attention to it now and COVID. Even where I'm going, uh, coercive leadership. Secondly, is uh, um, our mandate to make disciples. We cannot run away from that. I've asked the question, if this is extended for the next six months, how is your church going to continue to make disciples and raise people even through this period? That is uh, very important. So those two things are the foundation of, the talk that, uh, the, uh, of this talk. But I'm going to layer the five things on top of them, the five key things I'm talking about. But I want us to know that these are things we could, I mean, the, the question of coercive leadership at crisis time is very important. How we keep making disciples at this time is also very, very important. We need to ask ourselves that question. Um, how are we positioning to continue to do the work that we have been called to do, which is not just holding church service. Because what has happened now is that we're not able to hold church service the way we're used to. How else can we raise disciples without holding church service? Because when you study the early church in Acts chapter 2, um, uh, like the scripture says, they broke bread from house to house and all that. Uh, it wasn't so much about the large gatherings. It was about how to make disciples from house to house. Okay. Having said all this, let me go into the basic five things that we have been working on and that I expect each and every one of us within this network, exponential network and beyond, to continue to work on at this time and give a lot of focus to, and after which, like I said, I'm going to uh, uh, enable us to be able to ask our questions. Uh, all right, so the, 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 the first thing I want to talk about is, um, let, let me start out with, with the issue of our junior church. Uh, is it being neglected? Sorry, let me just pause. Guys, can I, is it possible for us to start to see my slides if we have them available now? Uh, uh, you know, from, from my back end, uh, please you can, you can enable that. Yeah, so uh, the, 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 the first thing, like I said, is like a junior church uh, is, are the children completely neglected at this time? It's a test for crisis time. Some of us are still struggling with junior church. I mean, you can be saying, look, Pastor, why are you talking about junior church when we're in crisis? <laughs> I'm going to explain. Um, if we're unable to, uh, to pay attention to the coming generation, even in the crisis time, we're destroying the future. So 
if our ministry to families uh, will be complete, we cannot leave children out. We can't leave children out. Uh, and we need to pay attention to this at this time. If you pastor a young church, you may have issues with how you are Mesa Junior Church already or Children's Church already. Uh, but now that children are at home, what, what can we do? What else are we doing? The least that we can do, you know, um, until you, you build like an internal capacity is to identify ministries that have resources that your children's ministry can engage. Yeah, uh, ministries that have uh, the, the kind of resources, uh, whether online or offline, things that we can send, even as small as uh, sending it in, on, in WhatsApp chats to, to, um, to parents on our mailing list. And the parents within our church can quickly create a WhatsApp group for them and send something to them, an outline with which they can teach their children, even whilst they are at home, you know, and, and things like that. Those are little things, but they will distinguish us at this time. We have uh, on our YouTube page uh, resources for kids that you can also tell your, if you don't have the capacity to do that for now, you can send a link to, your, to, your, to the parents in your church and say, look, let your children watch this. It's a resource from this church and that church, uh, but it's just good for them not to be left alone at this time. So this is extremely important. Uh, you know what, what the scripture says, um, it, it, it says in uh, 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 the, the book of Psalms there that uh, a seed shall serve him and it shall be counted for a generation. A seed will serve him and it shall be counted for a generation. Um, I need for us to understand one thing, that they, 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 God is counting on us to raise uh, 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 the next generation uh, to, to enable them to be able to do God's will, to enable them uh, to, to feel that they take this gospel beyond where we, are, uh, we, we have taken it or where we are with it. That's what the scripture, uh, uh, I mean, that's what God has in mind uh, for, for us at this, at this time, that we will enable our children uh, to be able to uh, do much more than than we have done posterity uh, is depending on us to be able to do this and that's why we need to be able to uh, enable uh, our, our children's church and and give some capacity uh, uh, at this time also secondly i want to speak to the subject of prayer and the supernatural the subject of prayer and the supernatural uh, very, very important at this time. How are we enabling our church to, to, to pray? Acts 4 and 31, the Bible says, and after they had prayed, the meeting place was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Uh, it's very important, Acts 4 and 31 there, for us to recognize that uh, this is a time for us to, uh, one critical thing that is important for this time is how we organize ourselves, our church, to continue to pray. 
how we organize ourselves to continue to pray is, is very, very important. So more than ever before, we need to mobilize the church uh, to, to, to pray. What, what effort are we putting into it? What are we doing to mobilize the church to pray? Online, you know, online platforms for prayer, like Zoom, the one we're in right now, we use Zoom, uh, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. every morning, we pray. Sometimes we have upwards of 300, you know, 200 people, 400 people praying uh, on, on Zoom every morning. Uh, and, uh, I mean, uh, sometimes we have, you know, even a lot more than that of people praying every morning. Um, you can do the same. We can have Facebook gatherings where people just come together to pray. Uh, we, can, we, can, we can pray without hearing ourselves, even on WhatsApp. Uh, so we, 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 we also just concluded a 72-hour non-stop prayer chain, which happened on Zoom. When I saw the, the report of that 72-hour non-stop prayer chain, I was amazed that even in the, 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 you know, the, the, the graveyard hours of the day, which is, uh, uh, we talk about, uh, you know, the hours of 1 a.m. to 5 a.m., we have upwards of 30, 40, 50 people who are praying all through the night. We had, I think, uh, close to 3,000 people or so that registered to be a part of that prayer chain. And uh, hundreds of people during the day, you know, Hours prayer consistently. We just concluded that at midnight on Saturday, uh, from Wednesday uh, mid to, to to Saturday midnight, and it was was really very powerful. And you know the Bible says, "Effectual man prayer of the righteous man makes tremendous power available." And uh, was sowing to ourselves in righteousness, and the Bible says, "We'll reap mercy." And this is the time to organize the church to pray more, from unit to unit, from small group to small group. Let's organize our people to pray uh, virtually and when they can come together to pray, instead of observing the social distancing but praying, uh, it's very, very important. So pastors and, uh, and leaders at various levels need to come up with you know, robust and consistent uh, while we engage technology to be able to do that. We need to be able to come up with very robust uh, uh, prayer plan. Um, this is not a time for our people just to home and we, we feel everybody's praying. They are expecting us to lead. They are expecting us to, to, uh, to come up with prayer events, prayer gatherings, online. Uh, even when people cannot join online, we create prayer points and send it by WhatsApp and said in the, uh, the, from the hour of 6 to 7 p.m. today, we're all praying. Prayer point. Everybody, please check in on this WhatsApp group by saying, I'm in, I've started praying, I'm in, I've started praying. Yeah, and then we, 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 another way we do it, we post prayer points. Maybe you see people saying, amen, I'm still praying, amen. And that's how you know, that's even when we can embrace maybe Zoom or Facebook or Skype or any of these uh, um, other platforms, just simple WhatsApp group, people can still come together and, and pray at this time and we need uh, to make sure that we're enabling that. Um, it's prayer that gives, the, 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 you know, that, that, that makes us overcome us. Uh, whether we like it or not, this one too will come to pass. Um, 
maybe in closing, I'm going to maybe get to that, uh, the conspiracy theory, is this the end of the world? Are we all going to die? I've done uh, the Facebook, I mean, uh, Instagram live on it already. And I think we'll upload it on YouTube. You, you can see that. And uh, my pastor, Pastor Sam also spoke a bit to that. That's making the rounds on Twitter right now. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it, it's just another pandemic. The world is not coming to an end. And when we sow the right seeds of prayer this time, we will land on the right side when the pandemic is over. Because God is looking for who to give divine ideas. He wants to open the heavens and pour out grace and renew his hand upon our lives. And this is the time for us to position for that by organizing ourselves to pray and organizing our people to pray. It's very, very important. Prayer doesn't stop. It goes into even when everything is normal. We keep praying. But there are certain kind of prayers that we need to pray at this time and we need uh, to really position ourselves to be able to do that. I also wanted to know that we have a national prayer hour, which happens every Friday. This Friday is 8 p.m. Uh, if you check on any of my social media handles, you see that a lot of pastors from around the country join to lead prayers from the north to the east to the south here. Uh, a lot of our friends uh, connect to lead prayers there for just about an hour uh, or a little over an hour. Please, this Friday, uh, make sure you mobilize uh, your team to be a part of it and you to join us as we pray uh, as a church in Nigeria this Friday. Number three, you know, I've mentioned prayer, I've mentioned our attention uh, to our children at this time and the little, little things that we need to do to be able to enable that. Number three is small groups and missional communities. Small groups and missional communities. Uh, it's, this is a good time for us to enable uh, small groups and missional communities. God is counting on us. Uh, if you've not been doing small groups before now, this is a time for you to challenge yourself and your team. I love to tell the story of how we started small groups at the Elevation Church. It was just December of 2010. Our church was three months old. December of 2010, our church was just three months old. And we said we wanted to have uh, like a, a, Christmas, a Christmas party. And I was praying, and the Holy Spirit just put in my heart, this is your best opportunity to enable small groups in your church. And I said, how am I going to do that? He said, just tell them the Christmas party for this December will not hold in church. It will hold from area to area. So we identified like 10 areas from which people are coming to, to our church. Our church, about that time, we'll just maybe... Uh, a hundred or a little over a hundred people. It just, uh, uh, I mean, it was a fast-growing church. So in three months, we were around that a little over a hundred, a hundred, hundred and twenty or so at that time. And we were able to identify three key areas where people are coming to our church. And we identified, I mean, sorry, ten key areas. We identified about ten between eight and ten people who are also willing to host people in their homes that December just to celebrate God together. And then we send the addresses and we ask people who live closer there to go there. And myself and the other ministers will try to be at each of those locations. And in January, all we had to say was to just tell everybody, okay, uh, thank you for attending those places. Those places will now become uh, your house fellowship or connect groups, we call it in our church, uh, uh, from henceforth. And uh, please make sure you attend uh, just the same way you had fun together in December, they're going to continue to have, have fun, study the word, pray together, and guess, and somebody will always be there to encourage you. We announce all the leaders and all that. And that was it. 
And from then now, we have grown into hundreds of small groups around the city of Lagos and in, uh, in, from our different expressions around the city. So um, this is your best opportunity. You're pastoring a church of 50, 70, 100, 200, 500 people, 1,000 people. If you don't have small groups before, it's your best opportunity to look into the different areas, really if you have a good record, uh, form people into WhatsApp groups, get people to lead those WhatsApp groups, uh, create devotionals that is sent to them, maybe every morning or every other morning, let people uh, say what they have read uh, from those devotionals, uh, or let them meet once a week. Uh, during this uh, stay at home, can meet every other day on, 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 on WhatsApp and, and have discussions, chats, and then send prayer points. That's how we keep uh, the small groups going. Uh, 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 we can also do that through Facebook, you know, Facebook groups. Uh, a lot of our units and small groups are divided into, or they have their own Facebook group now, which is a subset of the church Facebook group. Uh, we got people who know how to maneuver Facebook very, very well, to register everybody on Facebook and create the, their own Facebook group for them, where they can go live and they can have you know, uh, uh, a connection there together. Uh, somebody can talk to them like I'm doing to you right now, and they can ask questions, uh, you know, just by typing in their comments and people banter and fellowship and all that. Uh, so all that is going on right now, and you can also enable that. Whatever platform uh, will work for you and with the peculiarity of where you are doing ministry, whatever city, or, or you, you know you are right now there's always a way and in some of our cities there's no lockdown so people can still come together in a group of 10 or 15 and ob observe social distance use hand sanitizers and still be able to uh, uh, go on in, in small groups so the most effective way to sustain pastoral care is through small groups and uh, it can be virtual uh, if if there's no uh, if there's movement restriction where you are well, there's no movement restriction, like I said, you can, you can uh, make it uh, uh, for people to still come together and, uh, and discuss and all that. Uh, small groups also present a strategic launch pad for missional initiatives across communities in, in your city. And that's what it does. It, it creates that launch pad for missional initiative across uh, our city when we have small groups. Uh, in, in, in time, I mean, before now, what we used to have is that when we want to do an outreach and we deploy it through all of our small groups across the place, we realize that we can cover a whole region of our city or the entire city at a go just by deploying the power of small groups uh, uh, to reach people. So, this is a good time for you to do something about small groups and then to continue post-COVID-19 pandemic stay at home for people to connect beyond church. You know, uh, uh, in the scriptures, what, what we, we have uh, is uh, in Acts chapter 2 there, the Bible says, uh, uh, and, and they, 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 they continue daily in one accord in the, in the temple courts and breaking bread from house to house, uh, and they hate their food with gladness of heart and, and with simplicity of heart. Uh, it's first and foremost house to house. They, they, this gospel and the early church, uh, they didn't start with large meetings. They started with house to house. Then they resulted into the growth that led into uh, big gatherings. So when big gatherings uh, are disabled, 
we can go back to the house to house where the early church started from. And we should use data, uh, as in knowing the aggregation of our people, where they are, and all that. We should use technology, uh, WhatsApp, uh, you know, uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever technology will work for us, uh, Zoom, to be able to do what we need to do in, in, in small groups. All right. Um, so I've, I've, I've spoken uh, about uh, prayer, about junior church, for small group. Uh, so uh, in terms of small group, let me just say this before I move to uh, number four and I'll round up with my number five point. Uh, in terms of small group, small group is a great tool to launch missional communities. What do I mean by missional communities? Uh, a community of people that can come together to reach their community where they are. They're church members, they're Christians, but they're focused on how do we reach our community. Uh, a few small groups coming together can launch a missional initiative. Uh, 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 in my last point, I'm going to emphasize on it a bit more, but let me just use this opportunity to say this. Um, I was on a webinar call like this last week with some pastors around Africa, uh, and um, a friend of mine from Uganda was giving an experience, or just doing experience sharing, giving an experience of how in Uganda they, they, their small groups have come together to form missional communities, which is a group of small groups. And what it did was to just ask them, create a COVID-19 relief fund in your community. The Christians there, the church members there, whatever they have, let them give. If they have uh, excess food, let them give. If somebody wants to give a small amount of money, let them give. Then sit down there and decide how you're going to use that money to meet the needs of people in that community, starting from our church members. If you need more, the church will throw in more money to help you. But start right there. The fact that people knew that this money is not going to church, it's just they are the ones that will administer it amongst themselves. People gave. They raised a COVID-19 relief fund from, I mean, uh, small group to small group, and they organize themselves into missional communities, and they're asking the questions, who has need at this time? Uh, how can we help this family? How can we help that family? And how can we bless our community? Very, very important. Uh, I just thought I needed to chip that in at this time. Um, number four is technology. Technology as an enabler. Technology would be uh, the metrics of many of the initiatives, uh, sorry, many of the innovative ministry ideas that will surface during and after this pandemic. Yeah. Uh, technology, we need to focus on how we're going to use technology better. Uh, and there are different areas where we are using technology right now. One, we're using technology in administration, uh, meeting, reporting, planning. Uh, uh, yesterday, about this time, I was still on a Zoom call like this with 12 of our pastors. We had three hours of meeting on Zoom, and um, it was just like we were together. And Zoom for one hour or so with uh, a particular number of people is free. You don't even have to pay anything. You just need to go there, tell somebody who knows how to use it to help you, you know. Uh, and when the one hour elapses or so, you can already log on if you don't want to pay. We have a premium package where we can stay on for hours. We can bring over a thousand people in for a webinar like this at a time. 
uh, if you don't have a budget for it, you don't have money to spend on it, stay on the free one. On the free one, you just need to register, create the, 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 the Zoom, um, what do you call it? Um, the, 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 the number, the, the login detail, and send it to all your leaders. Let's meet at so and so time. That's all. That, that's what, what it takes. Uh, so we need to uh, pay attention to technology at this time. Uh, so, like I said, we use it for administration. Uh, we use technology, use technology for, for preaching. So uh, we're all going online right now. Technology is the enabler for that. Uh, also giving. Um, I was talking to a pastor friend a week ago, and that's when I realized that a big church of its own size running to thousands, they don't have short code platform, USSD platform. They start three, seven star uh, amount, star this ash, where people do that without internet, and they can give their offering. Every church should have that by now, the USSD code. All you need is just to go to your banker and tell them we want to enable USSD. Uh, a short code platform for our account as a church. They will assign a code to you. The bank already has a particular code. I think GT Bank is 737 or so. Uh, and they will just give you your own code. Your code can be 110 or something like that. They say star 737 star 110 amount, you know, and all that. If people are doing that on the number that is registered to the account with the bank, for that particular bank, the money comes into the church account. It has a limit of 150,000, uh, but I mean, for offering and all that, it's, it's okay. Uh, and even if people want to give tithe that's more than that, they can do it in batches. So it's not, I mean, not everybody will be able to go to you, uh, uh, their bank platform and then do a transfer uh, to your church account. We need to create as many uh, um, um, platforms as possible, technologically driven, for people to be able to give uh, at this time. Um, uh, so we, we also use uh, technology to archive our resources, our messages and all that, YouTube, all those things. YouTube is free. You can set it up, you know, get somebody in the church to help you to set it up. Uh, all your recordings, you know, can be there. People can use it later, download it and all that. Uh, uh, we also need to uh, recognize um, uh, that we need to invest in technology at this time uh, and create a budget for technology post COVID-19 so that we can continue to uh, you know, develop robust technology that will make the church online uh, to be able to reach the whole world. You know, when the scripture says that your doors will not be shut day and night, you know, uh, it was talking about technology there. Uh, it's yeah, it's pr practically impossible for you to keep the church door open 24-7. But when you are online, you are online 24-7. It's like uh, people who sell. When you have an online store, the door is open 24-7. You can be sleeping in Nigeria at 2 a.m., but that can be uh, what time in another country, like in the U.S., that can be maybe 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. or something like that and people can still buy from your online store. It's the same thing. Uh, people can access what we have if we put it online, if we embrace technology. Uh, so like I said, many platforms have free versions. You can start 
with Zoom, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, uh, MixLR, uh, WhatsApp, Skype. All of them have free version that you can just register, sign on with your email and all that, and you are able to use them for free until you reach a particular threshold or you want to maneuver certain things uh, uh, which you may not need at this time, really. Uh, so uh, we use this, you know, these 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 platforms all the time these days, and even after now, we're doing we're going to continue to do a lot on this platform. We have been able to continue our membership class uh, on Zoom. Uh, we have been able to continue our tech schools, which we do uh, school of prayer, uh, school of the you know all sorts of things, and uh, school of the spirit and all that. All that has started uh, this past week, and we are recording very great numbers. We had over 200 people in our membership class this past weekend. Very amazing. When I heard a report yesterday at our pastor's meeting online, uh, we had, you know, in our tech high, tech institute, that's workers in trading, we, we, the, the entry point, the 100 level of it, we also had maybe close to 200 people who, read, who participated in the class. And they all joined online to be able to do that. You know, Facebook consumed the least data. And for us to be able to do this, we need to encourage people. They should not say they don't have data. Some people who are really genuinely don't have data, all, all you need to do is to get somebody who can enable them with you know, 200 Naira, 500 Naira, they buy data, they use that to watch service and use that to attend any other meeting that they need to attend at this time. And some people, uh, they have data to browse the internet, uh, to do Netflix, to do uh, Instagram Live, but when it's then church, that's when they will be saying they don't have data. You need to post that meet and let them uh, invest in the right uh, in the right place. Also, post COVID, it's time for us to invest in production capability. Uh, um, uh, what do I mean by production capability? Uh, ability to record simple videos using very good phones or uh, very good cameras that are not so expensive. Yeah, that are not so expensive. Uh, the kind of money that some of us spend in other on other things can be saved. Uh, even when we say we're having a program and you spend 300,000 or 400,000 on one program, or 1 million naira on one program, and that program has come and gone, can you rethink that to say, instead of spending that money on a program, if you raise money and say we want to improve the technology setup, production capacity of our church, because every video that we record, every live event that we record on that, we can archive and we, it can remain with us forever and people can continue to go back to it. These days, our YouTube uh, uh, you know, platform and all that, everything is ramping up. People are watching a lot more from all over the world, not just from here. And a lot of our archive, people are asking, oh, I'm looking for a particular message. Uh, where is this in the archive on YouTube? Can you give me the link? Those are the kind of emails we're getting right now as people tend to fortify their faith. And lastly, the number five thing is uh, uh, benevolence act. The church must focus on benevolence act now. Benevolence act of, of philanthropy. Uh, you know, we, we must focus on that right now. Uh, act 1038, our God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Uh, uh, and Bible says, for God was with him. So uh, this is a time to focus on good works. Good works. The church 
our church must not be seen only as collection center. We also need to be seen as a giving center that we collect tithe and offering, but when people are in need, we can't give to our community. It's not good enough. We have also have to be seen as a giving center. So uh, um, uh, this is a good time for us to do that. Uh, when people were hungry in the days of Jesus, he, he, he fed them not because he wanted to show up. Though the Bible says if they don't see signs, they won't believe. But that sign, these were people who were already following him. Uh, that sign uh, was not just to show off that God can perform miracles. No. He saw them like sheep without shepherd. They were hungry and famished. And he didn't want to send them away anyhow. So he turned, I mean, he multiplied bread. You know, in the temptations of Jesus, in the temptations of Jesus, the, the devil told him, if you are the son of God, turn this stone to bread. Though he was hungry, but it was not about him, it was about the people. He refused to do it to succumb to the devil. But when it came to the people, he entreated God and God multiplied bread. If Jesus was alive today, uh, where there's production capacity, capacity to produce bread to feed thousands of people, he would rather push funds raise funds for that and push funds from his ministry uh, to do that and focus on maybe healing the sick and all that and leave bread multiplication. You, they will, the bakers will continue to bake the bread and if there's money for that, what money can solve that problem. So all I'm saying is that it's time, remember the story I told about the Ugandan church, uh, which is not a very large church, but it had a very good uh, missional community that they have set up. And this is a time where if we organize our people to meet needs, starting from church members to just anybody, you'll be surprised how some of our people will respond, especially when they know that they're going to raise the money themselves. The church can also add something to it, but they are the ones that will administer it. They will go, it will go a long way to ginger them to want to do a lot more. As I mean, for us, uh, as the Elevation Church, uh, we, we have a registered not-for-profit vehicle, which we call Pieces Foundation. Uh, which we do organize philanthropy and they've done a fantastic work at this time. We've also organized ourselves to, to you know, uh, to, for them to be able to reach people in two major areas, which is uh, health intervention and food intervention. So the Pieces uh, uh, Foundation Food Bank was enabled a little over a week ago. And as I'm speaking to you now, we've been able to uh, reach uh, more than a thousand households around the city of Lagos, they set up a call center for that. We have the resources to be able to pull that off. Uh, but what I'm asking is that what resources do you have? What can you pull off at your level? Even if it's just 20 people, you know, within and outside of your church. Current, I mean, we started with church members sending emails to everybody on our database. If you cannot afford uh, food or anything, your church member, reach out to your leader to send food to uh, area coordinators in different locations and telling them to pay attention to their, uh, their, their, their church members around them, the people who don't have money to buy food at this time or who don't have food at all, please give them this, give them that. So a lot of that is what we have been, uh, we're, we're been doing and uh, it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been very great. So uh, I will pause now because of time to just take uh, comments the next 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, let's, let's, let's do that. Uh, take a comment, take our, our questions. Um, so let's, let's rub mine uh, uh, now. Um, so 
so I can see that some people have been trying to, to, to chat me up while I was talking, but I wasn't looking at the chat. Uh, uh, somebody said, can't hear you again. Please, can the recording be sent out by email? We're going to send a link to the recording so that you can listen to it again. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. All right. Um, where do we send our, 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 our questions? Uh, panelists, where should we? Uh, is it a chat or is there a okay there's q and a yeah so please go to the q and a you'll see that i'm opening that right now uh, so q and a uh, section please go there and uh, you can ask your your questions uh, from q and a all right okay a question here from I think Emmanuel Christopher said, I'm so blessed by this message, although I could not join early enough because of network issues. Can the slides be sent to our emails? Okay, uh, uh, Pastor Emmanuel, the slides will be sent to your email. I can see you've sent your email, but if you register, we have your email already and we're going to send it. Uh, somebody said, uh, Thanks, PG. I really enjoyed the session. Please, how can uh, one access what your junior church was uh, your junior church resource i will appreciate it all right uh pastor Debo, who leaves our uh, exponential network is is also online we're going to enable uh you send information about the uh, the our youtube folder on our youtube channel for junior church where you can see uh all the resources we've been creating at this time and some of the bible study outlines that have also been used we're going to send it uh, to everyone that indicates that uh, they want that so that you can use it within your church. You can even just take out, I mean, uh, name, whatever. Use what you just use it, especially the Bible study outline. The link to the YouTube, you can tell your people to watch that uh, with their kids on Sundays. Uh, just, I mean, we upload new ones every weekend uh, for, for the junior church. All right. Um, yeah, so another person is also asking the same question about junior church. We're, we're, we're going to get it, get that across to you. Uh, uh, how do we ensure that we are interpreting the season appropriately without misguiding people? Okay, Pastor uh, Mia Shomo is asking that question. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to answer that. Uh, can we get the slides after the session? Yes, you're going to get the slide after the session. Like I said, um, I have currently been able to disperse some funds to various members but how do i do more um what i wanted to do like i said is that uh, you don't necessarily have to empty everything that the church has at this time uh create a percentage to say look we want to use this percentage to help people at this time and then uh talk to your people let them help them to organize themselves in a way that church members coming together to meet the needs in uh, a, in the missional community. And by that I mean, uh, maybe it's ushering unit and you had 10 people there, 15 people there. Now that we don't need them as ushers, we, what we need them to do is to take care of each other and also use this opportunity to outreach other needy people. The protocol unit, uh, the counseling unit, how can they turn what they are doing now to ministry? to one another and to outsiders since the church gathering is no longer holding. Yeah, 
we, 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 we need all these units when we are holding physical meetings. Now that we're not holding physical meetings, how can, see, can they still fulfill their ministry? That's a question we should ask all of our leaders and ask them to go and create answers for that. How do they want to continue to fulfill their ministry now that there's no church gathering and there may not be church gathering for the next few weeks? Truth is that uh, in Lagos, for instance, uh, 14 days we end this weekend. Uh, but I'm not a prophet of doom, but based on what is going on, they may enable a bit of movement, but big gatherings will still not be enabled, at least for a couple more weeks more. Yeah, a couple more weeks. Big gatherings will still not be enabled. Because there's, there's even no precedent anywhere in the world now that big gatherings have been enabled. So Lagos or Nigeria will not be the first to enable it after this weekend. So let's, let's you know, take it in our stride and just... Uh, gradually ease ourselves into it. Um, uh, Pastor, thanks a lot. You are okay. Uh, please kindly share recording for fallback option. Okay. Yeah, we'll share the recording, like I said. Uh, okay. Uh, somebody said I should, I should uh, summarize the points so that people who join in late can. Uh, I'm going to do that and I still have a, a question to, I mean, an, another. Uh, thing to deal with. So two things I need to do now, recap and also speak to the issue of misinformation and all that that's going on. What can the church do to improve their social media presence so that they can become more visible? I think the most important thing is to um, uh, is actually to start from somewhere. Uh, have the social media presence, put a little bit of money into social media promotions as small as 2,000 Naira, can start a, you can start a promotion. 1,000 Naira, you can promote a YouTube uh, uh, post just with 1,000 Naira for two days. It will push it to people outside of your, the people who already relate with your church. And um, uh, just speak to relevant things. Pray for people. Send a blessing to people. Uh, you see people saying, amen, amen. God bless you, you know, and all that. And before you know it, some of them will like your page and, uh, you know, take it from there and also you can get the some of the messages on the social media technology and all that from past exponential from the last three years if you have them these are the times to listen to them again uh someone say good sir thank you so much uh for the secret please about the ussd uh i hear it's very expensive for young starters so we may not be able to afford it uh, because we do not have a dedicated bank account yet does USSD work for individual accounts? Uh, I, I don't think USSD work for individual accounts. It has to be uh, a corporate account. Yeah, but you can still check with your bankers. You can still, still check with your bankers, but I'm not sure USSD work except for corporate account. If you have a corporate account and your church is registered, your ministry is registered, they will enable USSD for you, short code uh, for you. Uh, but there are other things, I mean, um, as much as possible that you can do uh, the account. Uh, I think what you should also strive to do is if you can get uh, the lower banks, like mortgage banks, microfinance bank, to open accounts for you, they may still be able to open a temporary account for you, even if you are not yet registered. It's not very okay for us to be using individual accounts. Yeah, uh, that should be before you launch a church, when you're still doing prayer meetings. The moment the church starts, you must have a corporate account, even if you are not fully registered yet, 
a microfinance bank will still open an account for you. Please do that as soon as possible. Uh, uh, the, okay, somebody is asking about the dinner check resource. We're going to do that. Uh, can we have access to the resource from Teens Nation and Junior Church? Our Teens Nation currently only meets uh, 10 a.m. every Sundays on Instagram Live at Tech Teens. At Tech Teens, that's the Instagram handle. So teenagers from everywhere can join it and enjoy it. It's just one hour, a teenager service, which is open to all teenagers at Tech thing, Teens. Tech Teens. Uh, that's the, the Instagram handle. We only have Instagram service for teenagers for now. And you, you can uh, try it out from this Sunday, see if it's something you want to recommend to your teenagers. Uh, please, how can we get the link to, yeah, we're going to do that. Like I said, we're going to send that to us. Um, uh, somebody said, Pastor, okay, Pastor Franklin. So that Pastor, uh, a young people, a majority, majority are students and they've gone home. How do I maximize this period in terms of home self then please sir i need resources on starting and running home sales and uh, the, the 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 kids video link all right i think what we're going to do is that in, within the network we're going to announce and pastor Debo is hearing me we're going to announce how we can run another webinar for people who just want to know how to start and run small groups our head of our director of small group operations pastor manuel Lajiton, Will make himself available uh, to run maybe like a one-hour webinar uh, on, on Zoom to people in our network, in the special network, on how to start and run uh, 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 small groups and all that. With that, that will work for this time. So between now and next week, uh, we can enable that uh, and make it work. So far, we have a good enough registration for people for for it to be what is time. Um, Okay, uh, can I have access to your junior church manual and uh, get the slides after the session? Yeah, you get the slide after the session. Junior church manual, we can, you can have access to that, but we need to talk to uh, people in charge. But the junior church resources itself, the YouTube link, the Bible study outlines that is sent to kids uh, so that their parents can, on Sunday morning, if they don't have internet or whatever, at least to take them through that outline. We can send all that to you. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, help with modality to start a small group. Like I said, we're going to hold another webinar with uh, Pastor Emmanuel Rajiton and Pastor Debo uh, Omotunde, uh, the head of Exponential uh, Exponential Network team. We'll put that together. The two of them will join you on a webinar like this. Uh, very soon, we'll announce, send emails and texts for you to register for that. That is if you. We want to start a small group now or immediately the COVID pandemic is over so that anytime anything like this happens, you know how to enable your small groups. Uh, we will, we will uh, do that webinar uh, in the next week, uh, within the next seven days. Uh, I've uh, currently been able to disburse some funds. Of, okay, okay. Uh, let me no, let me take uh, throw more light on Zoom stuff. Um, well, you are on Zoom. You are joining me on Zoom. The, the only thing I can say is we can also have maybe another webinar, this time around, on maximizing technology, uh, which Pastor Debo can also put together, Pastor Boale and a few other of our technology people are 
our we have a CTO, Chief Technology Officer, Ras Pasobola Adisa, um, who is a, a big person in technology and knows how all these things work. They can put up another webinar for you. You are, you are, you are creating work for our pastors, by the way. <laughs> uh, another webinar where they can train on uh, using Zoom, using um, creating uh, Facebook groups for your people and the different other things that we can use uh, technology to do at this time. Um, so slides, we're going to get slides um, for us. Uh, again, people are asking about that. Uh, my question is where this is, uh, okay, anonymous. Uh, my question is where, uh, uh, where you have more offline people, how do you reach them? If you have more offline people, your best bet is to organize them into small groups. Yeah. Organize them into small groups um, with geography-based small groups, location-based small groups. Yeah. Organize them into that. Uh, let them observe social distancing. Commit possibly to supplying them maybe hand sanitizers if they don't have it so that each location has hand sanitizer. People sanitize their hands. They probably have to wear face masks also. And if they, if they can get that and sit together and have discussions, yeah, that will work. Um, and, and keep some bit of social distance, they can pray together and all that. That's why the small group thing is very, very important. Uh, junior church resource, uh, well, well, again, we're going to do something about that. I need the link and the outline, we're going to do something about that. Like I said, uh, uh Pastor Abedon Latunji, Pastor. I'm pastoring women. Some of our members don't have phones to come online. What do I do? We're also locked down here. It's still the same thing that I would say. Uh, you need to organize them into small groups. See, even right here in Lagos, here, some of our small groups are still meeting physically. I have the small group reports for last week, at least from one of our expressions. And I realized that some of our small groups are still meeting physically. Uh, a, a number of them are no longer meeting physically, they are meeting online, but quite a number of them are still meeting physically. And uh, we, uh, so you can still organize them into small groups uh, in the different locations where they are. You just need a leader, somebody to galvanize them, somebody to say, Can we meet at so and so place? We will keep all the social distance, we will not be more than 10 or whatever number they are giving in our area. Uh, so, uh, okay, somebody said, can you keep me updated subsequent editions? Why not? If, if you register, we have your email, we'll keep you updated. Uh, uh, thank you for having time for us. Uh, okay, we just kicked off with our ministry and we are international. What is your advice for us to best position ourselves? Uh, just focus on all the things that I've said. We'll send a link to this uh, discussion these are very critical areas where you need to focus on right now. Pay attention to leadership development, pay attention to uh, the supply of the spirit in prayer, and then uh, leading your people in a very open and accountable manner. You are interdenominational, so you, you, you need to do more uh, to, to, you know, to gain credibility with time. That will be my advice for you, King, uh, King Albo. Please, how can you run a junior church if you use a facility where you are allowed to use the place only on Sundays as a result of insufficient funds? Um, 
running a junior church, uh, you, you, you need to be able to improvise. If you have, for instance, a family that lives very close to the church and they are willing to give their home for junior church, you can use their home for junior church for the time being. Yeah, you just tell people, this is this, uh, this three houses away from the church, that's where we have our junior church and that's, that's, that's where you drop your kids as you're coming to church. Or within the space that you have, you carve out a small space for junior church. Yeah. But before you even get into all that, let everybody come into the auditorium first. You have 20 people, 30 people, 50 people. How many people are coming in with their children? And are they dis dis distracted, you know, uh, because of the children? Or can we have um, some, uh, can you keep your services short so you have like uh, an hour, an hour and a half of a, a Sunday service and then last 30 minutes after the service, the children are organized for a small Bible quiz and Bible study before the president take them home. You have to just be innovative uh, at this time, especially in the days of little beginning. Uh, uh, somebody said, I did not I did not get the part on prayer. I have been thinking on how to get a church praying at this time. Uh, thanks, just shed a little more light. All I said, uh, Pastor Kichuku, is that you need to pay attention to organizing your people to pray at this time. And there are so many technology platforms that you can use, like the Zoom that we're on right now, which are all for free. All you need is to send a link to them. Uh, WhatsApp is also used for prayer. Send the link, let people join, and, uh, and, uh, uh, and, and let's pray together. Generate prayer points with scriptures and send it to people and say, look, between this time and this time, this one hour we're praying together. Uh, it may be every day, it may be every other day, we do 6 or 7 a.m. on Zoom, where people can just uh, come into Zoom if they have internet and join prayer. They have the prayer point. So even if you can't come on, you can still pray. And the people on uh, WhatsApp these days, WhatsApp is a good platform for prayer. You just post a prayer point. If it's 30 minutes of prayer, every five, five minutes, you can post prayer points. That's six prayer points. And people, if it's 20 people, each person must say copied or amen when you post it. So you know that they're praying along. That, that's how uh, we do it uh, most of the time. Uh, uh, somebody says, is there a way the church can hold government accountable for taking care of the community aside of what the church is doing? This is the fallout of the distribution of palliative and all that. Yeah, we, we can do that. It's just that in our client, government is not that, it's not that responsible or responsive, if I can put it that way, uh, what the church needs to do more is to say, how do we organize ourselves at the PFN level, at the can level, to sponsor bills uh, that will constrain the government, you know, and that, those are things that should be done post-COVID. Uh, somebody said, uh, can I also be included in the person to get the junior church? Uh, we will we'll, we'll, we'll probably send it to everybody that came on the webinar we will send it if we write up on the webinar we'll have your details so we'll send it to everybody uh, so the small group connect group uh, curriculum all that will be discussed in the webinar that i said will be organized so just make sure that we have your details and then we'll be able to call you in for that as many people as we want to attend our webinar uh, uh, so junior church will may also then uh, there are three things I've identified right now, the junior church, the small group, and the technology. We will look for how we can organize 
webinars around those at this time so that uh, a lot of your questions around that can be answered through that point. Uh, time is fast going. I think I will only keep us for another five minutes before we shut down. Uh, uh, so let me quickly uh, attempt to answer uh, uh, the, the two questions that I've been holding, which is uh, somebody said I should do a quick recap. So my recap, I started out by saying that uh, there are two pillars that every church must be mindful of. One is coercive leadership, that in the ministry of Jesus, we saw very coercive leadership. Everybody's voice was heard, but it led with integrity. Uh, there was no marginalization uh, and all that. Uh, second one, and I said the time of crisis is a time where leadership is tested. So if things are falling down your ministry right now, it means that from now, you need to pay more attention to, um, to how you develop strong leadership in your ministry and uh, get through all our exponential materials. There's a lot on leadership there. And when this is over too, we're going to do the exponential talk in the three regions. Please make sure you're a part of it so that you can learn a bit more on developing coercive leadership. I also spoke about the fact that we cannot suspend disciple making. If this thing goes on for longer, does that mean that we're not going to raise disciples again? And on that premise, I went into the five things that I believe that we should pay attention to. And I started by talking about junior church and how we reach the younger generation. I spoke about uh, prayer effort, why, why we need to continue to pray at this time. Uh, I also uh, uh, spoke about small groups, the need for small groups and missional communities where I will organize ourselves so that we can continue to render pastoral care, uh, uh, continue to make disciples uh, in small groups. People are encouraged. Uh, people who are very highly susceptible to bad behavior at this time. Iron sharpens iron. That's what the scripture says. And that's why it's important for us to keep the small groups going online and offline. We need to keep it go going. And I said we're going to have organize a webinar for us, as many as are interested in how to enable small groups at this time and beyond. Uh, I also uh, then shared on technology as an enabler and all the different things that we use technology to do and that we should use technology to do from organizing meetings uh, to projecting our services to offering collection and different other things like that. And I recommended the different platforms that are free, Zoom, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Mixlr. Mixlr is uh, uh, an audio platform where you can post audio messages, uh, whether stream it live or just post it. You have an account, people can go there and uh, listen at any time. Uh, and lastly, I spoke about uh, uh, benevolence or good works, that we should not only be known as church that collect from people. Uh, when it's time to give, we should uh, uh, also be willing to give. Uh, so that that's uh, that's that's uh, that's that's very important. Uh, I can see that there's so many questions that uh, uh, that uh, that are similar, and I'm not sure I, I'll be able to take all all the questions. Uh, who are still saying people are unfamiliar? How do I carry them along if they're unfamiliar with technology? Uh, one one of the things we can do is to introduce them to the technology but apart from that is let's enable them to do things offline the simplest technology at this time is whatsapp 
most people have a phone and they can enable WhatsApp. And there's a lot that we can do with WhatsApp. Recently, I even discovered that through WhatsApp, you can do three-way call out, three people calling. Three people can have a meeting on WhatsApp and hear each other clearly and have a discussion. So if, you, if your pastoral team is just a team of three people, apart from four meetings to a WhatsApp group, if you just dial it once, it rings for the three of two other people at the same time, and two of them can pick up and you can talk, you know? Uh, uh, these are very simple technology that we need to encourage our people to get on. And for people who are not literate at all and who cannot do any of these things, then we need to meet them where they are, meet them halfway, and uh, still encourage them uh, to, to still continue to do something at this time. Uh, how, uh, how are you still streaming your services this season, despite the restriction? How do you assemble your musician, your music team, and all that, and Sunday service Wednesday? Truth is that, uh, please hear me and hear me well. We uh, decided to do a lot of things ahead of time. We have recorded a lot of the services. I prepared message notes and recorded. Last Sunday, the broadcast was live, but it was pre-recorded. Yeah. Um, my Easter message on next Sunday has already been recorded. I have my Easter message recorded already. Yeah. We, all we did was to have our people have their systems at home. Those are the people in charge of streaming. They have the video and then they broadcast from home. So we don't go to the other. Our church is completely shut down on Sunday. Yeah, there's no movement. Yeah, so I was able to do two weeks ahead of time. So by this weekend, when they will give us some free, maybe a bit of free movement again, I'm going to also go ahead and record more. And if that's not going to happen, I already have cameras at home. Just like I'm sitting in my study right now, I can sit here and record a full service and send it by we transfer to our production people who will then post-produce it and put it online and set it up to play at the particular time. You can premiere a pre-recorded service on YouTube to start playing at a particular time. So it's like we are streaming. These are some of the things that you can discuss during the technology uh, webinar. I'm not an expert, it's just a little that I know working with them. You understand? So uh, all this can be available when we have that webinar. Um, uh, are you coping with financial implication of the crisis? Uh, Pastor Gideon is asking, we're sincerely, take, we're sincerely taking a big hit and all that. Uh, I'll say that uh, um, we need to encourage our people to give. Maybe if this passes a bit, I may do another webinar just to talk about finance. I'm not uh, uh, able to do it fully right now, but what all I'll say to that is that keep the budget of your ministry as small as possible right now. Uh, you are not spending money on anything. Uh, encourage your people, especially your core leadership and workforce to continue to give, especially tithing. Yeah, as many as have not lost their job and still have an income, encourage them to tithe. Channel that into two things. Save a little bit of money for ministry and spend the rest on taking care of people who may have lost their means of livelihood at this time. Uh, obviously, uh, because our people are still used to coming to church and giving, 
a lot of them are not able to give, but we need to keep reminding them the account number of your church should be sent on WhatsApp to all church members. There's nothing to be ashamed of right now. And nobody's going to do anything with your account number. So don't be afraid. We put, I mean, these are days where we're putting account number on TV. So put it, let everybody see it so that as God touches their heart, uh, they can use it and make the necessary transfer uh, to the church. Okay, uh, Pity. Uh, okay, Pity is online. So Pity, Pity is asking this question. Uh, there's uh, the elephant in the room for many pastors, which is the COVID-19 5G matter. Uh, members are discussing and talking inside whether or not. Okay. Uh, do you uh, advise every pastor to come out with a statement? I ask this knowing some pastors also fall uh, on both sides of the fence on the subject matter. Um, that's a good one. Uh, uh, Pastor Lee had asked it earlier, and I said I was going to round, round up with that. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, so there, there's, there's so, so many other questions, and uh, I know that some of them are questions that we have answered, uh, uh, but I can't finish. I can't answer all the questions. I need to shut down by 2.30. Uh, so I'll take this question on the 5G and the end time and all that, uh, while I will encourage every other person to please um, uh, um, listen again when we post the link and join the further webinars that will still come on, uh, and then write us to let us know if there's specific areas you want us to speak to or do something about. Um, so I'll, I'll, before I take this final one from, I mean, the, the, before I take the final one, let me just take this one from uh, Pastor Monty West. He says, uh, as a church, due to our capacity, we were uh, able to reach out to a few members with food. The challenge uh, this gave to us is that other members who did not receive support started asking people within the community as well. As a new church, it's kind of challenging to meet these needs. Um, distributing food and items at this time, even for uh, churches with uh, with uh, means, a bit of means, we are careful about it amongst church members. Please allow people to ask. Create a platform where if they need it, they can ask. Don't just distribute things. You're going to put yourself into trouble. Because you, you, some people may miss out on it. You remember Acts uh, chapter, Acts chapter five or so. The widows of the Hellenists, they were complaining that they were neglected in dealing with distribution of bread, and that's why they then uh, said we'll give ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer, and then appoint uh, these seven deacons who will take charge of that. So that's an age-old problem. But what we have done is to say, if you need something, escalate to your leaders who know you. Because, I mean, we're a sizable church, so we don't know everybody. And then those people make recommendation that this is a genuine request. And then the church meets that request. If it's a smaller church where they know most people, people just need to indicate that they have need and those needs are met. And then we know that the people who have more than enough are still giving, and we're using that to create equality a bit by meeting the need of people who don't have enough. The whole idea is that if somebody is a part of our church, they must not go to bed hungry. They must not become, you know, beggars at this time. Yeah. That's what you should pitch to your other church members. How can we guarantee that all of our members 
nobody goes hungry at this time. So we're encouraging you, we're begging you, that's what you tell them, to give at this time. And I want to encourage it and every one of us to go read 2 Corinthians chapter 8 very, very well. 2 Corinthians 8. Paul was talking about the churches of Macedonia and he spoke about their attitude. It was not because they have more than enough. The Bible says they were in crisis, they were in anguish, they were poor, but they were still giving. They had the right attitude. Yeah, and we need to encourage our people at this time from that passage of the scripture. There's no season why the Bible says we should not when the Bible says we should not give. And we don't always give because we have more than enough. We give because it's part of our worship, worship to God. And we want to keep worshiping him with our substance. That's what we need to keep encouraging our people with. So even if we're not raising funds, worship, part of our worship is giving. And we must not be shy about encouraging our people to do that. Lastly, um, I did a, a, an Instagram live uh, two days ago. Um, I think that was on Monday uh, with Ian Aboyeji. Ian is, uh, is a, one of the co-founders of Andela and Flutterwave. Flutterwave is a, is a, uh, they enable e-commerce and uh, I think fintech company to do uh, powerful technology. So he's a technology guy, a young guy in his 30s and great technology guy. Uh, if you, we will post that uh, Instagram live video also on YouTube, if it's not there now, I think it should be on my uh, YouTube, uh, Goldman and Clavier, uh, TV on YouTube. Uh, you, you can check it and listen to it. And what we did was to just try to diffuse the tension. Yesterday, my pastor, somebody me was on Instagram live with Pastor Poggi. That is a clip of that video. I'm going to post it on Instagram. I'm sorry, on Twitter after now, maybe on Instagram, just to say uh, this is a my pastor has buttressed what he and I discussed, uh, which is that there's no conspiracy theory that we should allow to fly right now. This is not, it may be a sign of the end time. One of the things that Jesus said, there will be war, there will be pandemic and all that. But pandemics have been known to be happening. The Spanish flu, which was a pandemic, I still read about it before coming online right now. The, that pandemic came into Lagos in 1918, September 14, precisely, there's a paper on it from uh, Archive of Medical History. Came into Lagos. This time around, it came in through the water, two ships, just like the, uh, the index case in Nigeria came in through an Italian flight, the Italian guy. This one came in through the sea. There was no flight then, through the sea. Uh, um, um, the name of the, the ship that brought all those things and all those things were in that right off. This is what, what happened. And that time, too, they had to enforce a bit of social distancing, uh, cleanliness, and all that, and shut down churches and mosques. That pandemic went from September 14 to June of 1919. When I was reading this one, I saw 1919, but in 2020. This is almost, uh, I mean, this just uh, uh, about 100 years later. We, we have another one. And the Spanish flu was more dangerous, like Ebola. Many people died. But over 100 years later, life still went on. There was no 5G then. So we can't have a pandemic and we're saying it's because of technology or it's because God wants to, God is angry with us and wants to wipe out the whole world. No, there's nothing like that. And uh, the issue of uh, 
whether they will be uh, they will use this opportunity to then give us 666 we'll take a chip and all that they they are still working on the vaccine the mode of dissemination of the vaccine and all that has not been decided yet these are just speculations and if we have to take the vaccine we have to take it <laughs> you know there is a pandemic but let me just land by saying this the rapture and the coming of the antichrist you know and all that when you read your bible very well you realize that the tribulation which is a time where there will be anything like the mark of the beast is post rapture so if there's anything that looks like data gathering data collection right now our world is just being organized to embrace technology the more god will not allow anybody to sneak on us i'm not planning to be here post rapture so i'm not interested in 666 it's not my portion according to the scriptures 666 will happen during the tribulation and if you look at the prophetic calendar there's rapture there's tribulation there's post tribulation uh like in a, a seven years where Christ will return uh and uh, the saints will rule and all that and then there is the millennial reign and then we'll have new heaven and new earth just go and read all that in revelation I, I, i don't have enough time for that today i'm not an expert in eschatology but i know a bit of eschatology and all of us need to score ourselves a bit more on eschatology and also research pandemics and research technological innovation because the church has always been known to attribute technological innovation to the works of the devil and end time and all that from the days of gutenberg press where the bible was supposed to be printed the church kicked against it yeah to the days of radio we call it devil's box tv the same thing and all these things are frequency uh, uh, networks from tv to radio and all that that's what we discussed i discussed with him he was saying look all this the 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 is a spectrum the 5g itself is just an upgrade on a spectrum that is already available from 1g to 5g and it's going to continue and it's going to enable us to do more things is because we don't have 5g that i'm not seeing you now if we have 5g we will all be seeing each other because to our uh, internet will be able to enable video a lot better so pastors i'll say that uh let's uh, let's uh pay attention to the word of god and to the things that matter at this time and not necessarily uh you know uh, conspiracy theories and stuff like that i have respect to all of our men of god and everyone who has spoken uh Uh, some people may have gone far left while some people are far right uh, but let's stick with the word of god the word of god is our final authority and let's stick to that and uh, i believe that god will give it and everyone of us understanding in jesus name uh, the important thing to note is that believers are not supposed to be afraid of rapture if you remain rapturable nothing will catch you by surprise our work is to keep building the local church and pay attention to making disciples and winning souls if we're doing that well we'll end up in the right place god bless you let's pray
Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to have come together and we thank you for uh, the knowledge that we have shared. We thank you for your blessings upon everyone, every church, every ministry that has been able to join on this webinar. Uh, as we go ahead this season to resource your church as Exponential Network, uh, please, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you preserve every church in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let your hand of divine preservation come upon every church, big and small, young and old. Let every church be supernaturally preserved through this crisis. Give your sons and daughters wisdom, wisdom, wisdom to prevail this season in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for everyone that you're using to enable uh, every resource that we're putting up at this time. Let your blessing rest upon every household. We ask for your blessing uh, over each and every one of your servants, everyone who may have been discouraged because of what is going on. We ask for the spirit of comfort and spirit of encouragement. We thank you, our relaxing Father, and we speak peace over each of your sons and daughters. Thank you for great grace that everyone will enjoy this season. And when it, was, uh, when it has all come to an end, thank you because our portion shall be favored, shall be increased, and divine positioning uh, for the end time harvest. In Jesus' precious name, amen. God bless you and thank you for joining the webinar. Uh, we'll continue the conversation through emails, SMS, uh, and WhatsApp uh, to give us more information, send the links and all the materials that you have requested for. God bless you and have a great day.